Wow. I may know someone like that. Everything stinks, as he said, in a cleaner word. But I wanted to get your attention on that because we're going to continue in our series, Tasty, the Fruits of the Spirits. And we're going to talk about today the acts of kindness. Last week we talked about patience, the week before peace and joy and then love. How many of you are dealing with patience this week? Come on, somebody. How many learned patience this week? Okay, I did. You didn't know that Pastor Rich showed up here last week with no air conditioning in his house. And then it took him all week during the hottest days of the year to get us some AC, which was Friday afternoon. And I never knew how well fans work inside a house. And, you know, when you teach something, the Bible says a double-edged sword because it goes out, you cut, and it comes in, it cuts. God will teach you as you're teaching something. And I realized that this was a great test, but gosh, we're on the hottest days of the week, the hottest weeks of the year in Texas. No AC, couldn't get anyone to come out. The insurance company said, I'm not paying for it. So I fired them. Then I rehired them because I'm supposed to have patience. So we did get some AC. Bottom line, we got some AC on Friday, and we got some free food because someone showed us some kindness. The guy who came out showed us some kindness. He didn't just bring us an AC. He brought us some food. And then he came back on Saturday morning and checked to make sure that it's flowing and it's cooling. And I'm here to tell you, it is flowing and it's cooling, and I'm in a better mood today. But when we talk about kindness, it's such, you know, about 20 years ago, it would have been, okay, I know that. Oh, that's just regular. But today I'm seeing that kindness is kind of one of those things that we don't practice much and we don't recognize it anymore. How many go to get to go to Walmart and, and uh, you go to the door that opens up and someone goes in front of you and they see you behind them and they just let the door close on you? How do you feel, what do you, how do you feel at that moment? What would have been the appropriate thing to do? Hold the door? How many of us in a rush, Walmart, Kmart, Sears, people are there. Oh, here's a great day, Black Friday. I don't know why they call it Black Friday. They need to change that. And you're running in to get that deal. That really doesn't exist. And you can care less who's behind you or who's in what. There's no kindness on Black Friday, is it? Let's get what you get. So in the fruits of the spirit, one of the words there is kindness. I want to take a few moments to unpack that. You know, there was a uh, person that really impacted my life tremendously um, about a year and a half ago. Uh, they passed away. About a year ago, they passed away. Um, Donna's sister. Her name was Toddy. My wife, if you're looking for Donna, she's back in children's church. She still serves in children's church because she, she just loves the children. Uh, her sister uh, was diagnosed with cancer in 1983. And they knew that it was going to um, just a matter of time. They couldn't stop it. It was spreading. But she made, you know, she made a decision to be kind. Now, no one knew what she was doing. No one had a clue what Toddy was doing the time she was alive from that point on. And she lived in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They just knew that she was there and things were happening in her life and she, her kids were happening in her life. 
When she passed away, Donna said that the place that they had the funeral holds 300 people. Well, they couldn't fit everybody in. They had to have people standing in line outside. When she died, the city council the next week dedicated a day to her. And then all the things that she, she did started to be revealed to the family members. She would get ahead every day, get up, and she would find out who needs food. And she would go to all the, she located all the food banks in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And she would get ahead and take food to those people who are locked in. But she didn't stop there. Whenever she went to a house and she examined the other house next door, if she saw no one come out, she would knock on the door and say, do you need anything? If they needed something, she would go and find some more foods from another food bank. And then she would give them something to eat. And that's the only way they were able to get something to eat. And she did this for many of years. Not just that. Anything that you needed, she would supply. And, and all this came out during her funeral. No one knew it. But it reminds me that we can live a life far beyond, have an impact in this life far beyond when we're here or not. Her life extended to other people. There's a quote from a British theologian who said this, kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, or learning. Now it's Frederick W. Faber. Has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, or learning. What you're saying here is her kindness to other people brought them to Christ. And she didn't let her limitation, knowing she wasn't going to be here on earth long, stop her from thinking about other people first, which really, really convicted me. Because I can say, how many times has something happened in my life that I just shut down? I won't do anything for anybody else because I need to be healed. I need to be repaired. I need to be okay before I do anything. And you know, kindness, which is rare today, will impact the nation will impact the city, will impact your workplace. Because it's such a powerful word. And it's a character word because it's the fruit of the Spirit. And kindness will convert an enemy into a friend quicker than preaching to him. I realize with Jesus, every time they, someone needed something first, then they were able, he was able to supply the need, and then he was able to preach into their lives. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. This is our main scripture we've been using through the whole series. Again, if you want to know about Tasty, you can go on online, on online at our church website, thegracepoint.com, and hit media, and all, of, all the series is on there. But this is the fruit of the Spirit out of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Go ahead, and you can um, get your, turn your Bibles there, and you can also use your smartphones since a lot of people have smartphones now. Just don't play angry birds with it, anything like that. But it said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Everyone say patience. Lord, I'm glad I'm moving on. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. One thing you can write down, kindness is love in action. Kindness is love in action. It's more than just a word, it's an action. To show kindness to somebody. Someone holds a door for you. Someone just gives you, how about this? Someone gives you a kind word. 
How does that make you feel? How about this? I'm going to help everyone this morning. Can everyone, everyone can do this to make me feel better. Kindness is not selective, responsive, or always material. But you know what? You can be kind to people. Hey, guys, we're in church. Can we smile? See? Makes you feel better. A smile on a bad day can help you out. How many of you have had bad days? You could have used a smile from somebody. That's kindness. Acts of love, random acts of love, like Toddy, running around, running around going to the hospital, getting whatever um, shots she needs, whatever, whatever she needed, and then going back out and helping somebody. Going through all these tests, go all through these things, and then go out and help somebody who you don't know, who you know can't help you back. Kindness, such a powerful word. I'm praying for the body of Christ to rise up. Doesn't take much. She's going to start today at lunch to open the doors for everybody when you go running into lunch, wherever you go eat at. And in fact, if you're a health nut like I am, you'll eat at home. It's a whole lot cheaper. But you're opening the door for how many husbands I got in here? It's the last time you opened the um, door for your wife. Uh-oh. I'm raising my hand. Not much until I preach this. A hug. Unexpected acts of love. When she was going through worse, her worst time of chemotherapy, she put a wig on. She go do her thing. And when everybody showed up, they were like, oh, my gosh. They never knew. Kindness is not seen a lot of times, but it's so important all the time. Don't do anything to be seen. Just do it because the character of God, the love of God is in you richly. I, I re realize whenever I'm in my worst state, I want to help someone more so I feel better reason why I want to help somebody is because it's in my nature. We're all born in the Mago Day, the image of God. That's why Christmas is such a fantastic holiday. When we give, we're most excited. So when you get to give on a daily basis, helping other people, you're so excited. And you're so excited, you don't worry about what you're going through. Amen? Let's look at three principles that we can embrace so God's kindness can bear fruit in our lives. First one is, our relationship with God is only possible because of his kindness. Romans 2, 4. This is Paul talking to a select people, which is the Jews. Do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? He was talking in the book of Romans, a select character, a select few people was the Jews. They thought the blessing of God they were in because they were the select people and they were blessed so they can do whatever they want. And he was saying basically, no, the kindness of God leads us to repentance. Not the judgment of God leads us to repentance. The kindness. The Jews thought a lot like us. I got all this time on earth. I'll get it right one day. I'm blessed by God. And they also thought they weren't blessed by God. They fell out of favor with God. But basically, God showed his kindness to each and every one of us. That leads us to repentance. Whenever I made a mistake, 
Whenever I felt I sinned, the greatest thing I can do when I drop to my knees and ask God for forgiveness is knowing that he has kindness taught me that he's not going to wipe me out in the midst of it. So when I'm, I'm looking, I, I deserve a brick knocked over my head. Know what he gives me? He gives me a bottle of water to water down to refresh my soul. That's what kind of does. It refresh, it melts your heart, refreshes your soul. When you know you have a God that's not taking notes against you, but he is pulling for you, he is cheering for you, he equipped you, he give you grace for you so you can do this, though you can do all things through me, come on and keep going. That melts your heart that he's not judging me. Religion says he's judging you. Relationship said, no, he's loving you. That's what kindness does. But they took it as, because I'm blessed, we're okay, we're the select people, we can do what we want. And that's not necessarily true. We do things called, around here called the God test, but I always, I always tell people, you got to do that as an act of love, not out of a job. Because the person on the end that you're witnessing to, you got to love them the way Christ loved you. Amen? Love is tough, when, especially when people uh, don't want to love back. That's tough, isn't it? That's the hardest type of love, isn't it? We sing songs, make songs about those love. It's usually country songs. I'm from New York. I can say that. But... Here's one thing, guys, I wrote this down, if you've taken notes. Jesus was God's ultimate act of kindness to us. He was the ultimate act of kindness to us. When we couldn't pay back, it was impossible for us to give back, even get good enough to become back into his presence, to come into relationship with him. He sent his only begotten son. That is the greatest gift of kindness when we couldn't do anything, give anything back, even when we rejected him. Now, some of you, you want you keep continuing from running away from light. All you're doing is running away from love. Because God is love. And when he illuminates life, light in your life, when you run away from light, you run away from love. Even correction from God is a good love and correction. Because he knows us better than we know ourselves. The greatest thing is, when you come back, his arms are always wide open. He's not saying, see, man, I got... Look what you did 22, look what you did five years ago. His arms are always, it blows my mind. His arms are always open. I'm setting you up because it's the way we're supposed to act. Ultimate gift, act of kindness. And God leads us, not drives us to repentance. Some of them think, ha, ah, I got to get back to God because everything's falling apart. He must be judging me. No, he's not judging you. His kindness leads you. Not drives you. He don't drive people to him. Why would he do that? He knows the power of choice in our lives. Leads us. When I go in front of God, say, you forgive me? Yeah. Wow. I was so stupid. Doesn't matter. You might feel stupid, but I see you as a whole different person than you see yourself. This week when I was like, oh, can't believe I said this. And then I'm acting this way. He said, my son, <laughs> I love you. 
Take the lesson. But you got more work to do. Second thing is, our kindness to others is our response to God's kindness to us. Ephesians 2, verses 6 and 7. Now, I got to say this. I got to preach this without getting too excited. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Wow. If you look at that in the very beginning of chapter two, we were dead. We were so far dead and under. We went from being dead in the graveyard to the throne room with him. When you read this scripture, it says this. Those who are born again are living proof of God's kindness. Do you know if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? You're living proof that God is kind. That God is kind. That God does work. Because people will see all your imperfections. But they'll see something different in you. There is something, they're not perfect, but there's something in them. What is that? Jesus. Now, it says we're in Christ beside him. Now, position, now, physically, I'm here on earth, but positionally, I'm sitting right next to Jesus. Makes me a story in John chapter 11 with Lazarus when he died. And Jesus wrote, had him come out of the tomb. Lazarus was, was bandaged from head to toe. He said, loose that man and let him go. And then when he got loose, he came right down. He sat right next to Jesus. Just like us, when I was bound, bound in sin, bound in depravity, he said, loose rich and let him go. And now I'm in position with him. We don't recognize that. We forget about that part of the Bible. We've been raised up with him in heavenly places. I'm not below. I'm on top. I was bound. I'm not bound anymore. Positionally, I'm with Jesus in Christ. My life is hidden in Christ. I'm sitting next to Christ. Now, I'm here on this earth, but I have a different position now. <laughs> I'm in Christ. You can't mess with me. Been raised up. I didn't deserve to be raised up. When none of us did. When Jesus died on the cross, we weren't saying, yay, come get us. We hated him. I know I did. I haven't said it. God, if this is life, I hate it. Everyone I love dies. It's me as a teenager. Can't stand you. Everything that happened to me fell apart. So I was blaming him. He gets all the blame, don't he? Where was he when all the shooting took place? The same place he was before the shooting took place. Power of choice in a falling world. Think about it. Raised up in heavenly places with him. Life is not boring. Life is not depressing. Life is a celebration. Now, things don't happen right in this life, but it doesn't matter about the truth of life. If my life is in Christ, the truth is I reign, and I have the same authority Christ had. I'll mess you up. Some of us are all upset underneath something, and you should be stepping on it. We get so bent out of shape. When someone needs help, I can't. Got too many problems. Step on them. 
reconfigure your brain, excuse me, your life, your thought life. Renew it. I'm in Christ. I'm seated. And the other chapter said, far above. I'm so far up there, my head is shining. Far above, all principal, everything. But here it is, guys. I can give you a theological truth, but you got to take the choice to believe it. You can live like you're a victim, or you can live like you're a victor. You can say this is all there is in life. Because that's what's over sometime over our town. This is all there is. And we're trying to teach people, no, Abilene is strategic. Abilene is fabulous. We're going to do great things in Abilene. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. You don't know what they did to me. Who cares? If you're in Christ, that's all wiped out. We're living proof. Look at me, guys. You got to know this is God. You are the heroes. I told my wife I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We look for Christian celebrities. And then we try to imitate them versus imitate God. I'm from New York. We all going to win the Super Bowl. I understand that. Because we got Tebow. But we take, I'm going to say you're Tebow. We take a Tebow who is in the press, who is, I believe, born again, who is a man of integrity and honor. And then we imitate Tebow versus imitate God. Because you're all great. If you live your life like he does, you don't have to have a newspaper. You don't have to have a camera. You just have God looking on you. We're all Tebows. We're all great. Because we all have the fruit of the Spirit. We have kindness. We have love. We have joy. We have patience. We have peace. We're all great. Because the character of God resides in each and every one of us. We don't have to find someone to be great. You are great. Why am I getting so loud? The hardest thing to tell people who you are. Because so, we get so religious. Last thing is, the people around us need to be shown kindness. The people around us need to be shown kindness. Now, people sometimes are hard to love, but Jesus could have qualified with that because two days prior, we love you. Third day, kill him. How you like me now? Hard to love. Ephesians 4.32 says this. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. One thing I read an article this morning about leadership starts in the home. A lot of times we don't know how to forgive people outside the home because we haven't forgiven the people inside the home. We can't show kindness because we're mad at people. Because they hurt us. They did us wrong. And the greatest one on the planet, Jesus Christ, said this. When he was about to die, he says, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. 
Most of the time, guys, before I was born again, sin didn't bother me. Hurting people didn't bother me. Had no conscience for it. I learned in business, you want to get ahead of business, hurt people so you can be ahead. Strangle them so you can get your business ahead of time. But one day I realized when I, when I got born again, then that conscience came up. I can't treat people like that. They don't know what they're doing. But you let not let people, their actions, their response to you, stop what God's called you to do. Because there's people around. You know the reason why they're so angry? Why there's more shootings going on in life? People are angry because they have no one shown them kindness. Everything's about um, this and that, getting at the wrong things versus a relationship with Jesus Christ. In Luke 6.35, it says this. But love your enemies and do good. Oh, man. That'll take you some time, wouldn't it? Lend expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. God is kind to the ungrateful and evil? Yes, that's why we're all sitting here. Because we were once ungrateful, and we were once evil. That's why we're all here. Because he's kind. And when you look about that word, when we are kind, we're, all we're doing right then is imitating our father and declaring that we're sons and daughters of the most high king. But it's not about word. It's about deeds. Say, Pastor, I don't, this is nothing for me. There's plenty for us to do. You ought to start today. But the first thing you need to start, stop letting people's reaction or response to you trip you up for your future. We got to learn to forgive people like Christ forgave us. Like Jesus forgave us. We got to love people like Jesus forgave us. We got to learn to give them a, a cup of a glass of water. The world's fighting. You read it in the news. Because hate begets hate. Hate begets hate. Love begets love. Kindness, like he said, pay it forward, begets kindness. As you're kind to some, they're going to remember that. Even holding the door for somebody, they're going to say, well, that happened to me. What happened to us preferring one another? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want this to be practical. It's a practical thing you're going to, be to learn about after service. Well, last week you guys were awesome and you gave to our missions offering, and I went online to pay Meals on Wheels, but they have a very big need. They have their food pantries running out. But also, they need drivers to go ahead and deliver food to people locked in. I'm going to show that phone number at the end of the service. I want you as a practicum, as a homework assignment, take a day or this week, whenever. Go up there. Bring a can of food with you. There's a list of things that we'll put up there. Bring something to them and bless them. A random act of kindness that we can practically play out here in our community. Because we're about the community. We're going to do something big in October for when we do the food bank. But this is practical for each and every one of you. I don't care what you're going through. I'm not, even, I'm not trying to um, dumb it down either. I know it can be hectic to you. You can feel like, 
I can't forgive this person. But if you don't forgive, you become a prisoner. And God's best will not be revealed through you. You'll become bitter. And this, if this is for you this morning, if you're dealing with unforgiveness.